The Saline Solution presents Naked, the podcast series that pairs it all, real life experiences, how they were dealt with, and the lessons learned. Facing the person in the mirror always makes us check ourselves, accept our past, and guides us to make the decisions that are best for our peace of mind. Are you naked? Here's your host, Saline Griffith. This podcast is for adults 18 years and over. Welcome to episode 7 of the Naked Podcast for season 2. Oh my goodness, what are we talking about today? We're talking about daddy issues. You have daddy issues? I have daddy issues. I think I have daddy issues. Here's why. Because of what they're saying daddy issues is, then maybe I do because I didn't have a good relationship with my father growing up. And so I just wanted to talk about that because I think it really does have an effect on the relationship that I have in life not just my romantic relationships but of course any relationship at all but then I have to ask myself the question is it only women have daddy issues why why is society making it look like if it's only women when I look at um, what my research has shown they talk about women and the way that they look to older men um, for provision and that kind of thing because their fathers didn't do it I find it's a whole load of bullshit because when you look at it, then a lot of guys walking around with daddy issues. And what about the mommy issues or the parent issues or the any issues at all? We all have issues. So today, my guest is Nicholas Vorzer, counseling psychologist and original pain therapist. Very, very interesting conversation. I hope that you all enjoy it. And let's just get right into it. have daddy issues based on how it is generally um, perceived what daddy issues is. I think I have daddy issues because I don't have a good relationship with my father. I don't think I ever did because I remembered um, my godmother telling me that when I was being baptized, my father came into the church. Yes, he came, but he came into the church in cut off denims and a, a cut up denim jacket looking like some bajon. And uh, it, it, it really didn't augur well with everybody else who was there. Um, as well as growing up, you found that <clears throat> my father, he had his own stuff going on and, though, and therefore he wasn't performing his role as a father. And what we call the role as a father is, of course, the protector, the provider, the person that you can go to for advice. We didn't have that. He was there as a father figure. Yes. Um, and, the person, uh, that, yeah, the unit. Not as daddy. But not as daddy, correct. Yes. And, and so, daddy is more than just, yeah, providing. Yeah. And it, it's about managing emotions and learning that, that rough housing that daddies yeah. do, holding a child, a very precious child by one foot and dragging them around the place. Mind you. Up in the air. All of that is about learning to control your emotions and yeah. managing, learning that container those bones when I yes. can push them when I go. But one thing though, um, because of how he was very strict and our mm -hmm. mom was very kind of passive because even though she was the breadwinner in the house, my mm -hmm. mom was very um, accommodating. She let him have his role as head of the household. I shouldn't say let him have. She understood what mm -hmm. the, the, the construct of the family should be. So yes, he was the head of our household she left the decisions to him to make and that kind of thing. Um, but still, that wasn't even respected. We were closer to our mother because mainly girls. So we were closer to our mother. But um, I found that there wasn't that much of a balance. And, and looking on, and especially as a teenager, you're growing up and you're looking on, asking yourself, why? Why isn't she leaving? Why, why is he doing this? Why all of these questions that we have, you know, you say to yourself, I don't want this in my life when I leave this house. Yeah, you I don't. Know. But what is it that I don't want? 
what is it that I and don't want? I don't yeah. want the noise and the quarreling and the, is mm -hmm. that what I don't want? So I get somebody who doesn't shout and doesn't argue, but also can't express himself. And I end up in him because not wanting it is one thing. Mm -hmm. Knowing what it is we need to fix is something different. Wow. Because I could say, I don't want somebody who argues and shouts and drinks too much and but the drinking too much and the arguing and shouting is not necessarily the problem. Correct. That symptom. Mm -hmm. But the, the child that would have experienced that would not recognize that the drinking and the noise is just a symptom, symptom. of what the problem really is. Yeah. And unfortunately, make that decision as a child. And I say, fine, my husband is never going to do that. I don't look at that decision again until I married somebody and then go, wait a minute. He just like daddy, but he don't make noise and he don't drink and he yeah. don't, but he is emotionally unavailable. Okay. He is abusive. He is withdrawn. He is all of those things. He just don't make noise and drink. Hmm. So I end up marrying daddy, even though what I was trying to avoid is marrying daddy. Wow. You spoke a lot of, uh, that's, that's very deep, Nicholas, because I remembered um, my kid's dad. <clears throat> um, right now we don't have a relationship and I spoke about this in so many other episodes of this podcast, <laughs> you know, um, for various topics. And the thing is, we don't have that interaction. And the main issue that I identified was that he does not communicate. I am somebody who wants to recognize in the way, not only in the way that I recognize, because I would come to say, okay, I, I rec we have a problem. We let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it. But then how are we supposed to get to the bottom of it if you're not talking about it? And where this stemmed from for me in terms of wanting to talk about things and really trash it out, not in an argument, eh, for a discussion. Because I realized yeah. with an argument, you don't, nobody gets anywhere, nobody gets heard, you know? With a quarrel, yes, you just throw in stones. Exactly. And it's to hurt people because we both came from um, backgrounds that, I mean, every, who didn't come from a background that has some issue or of sorts that they're dealing with? Right. I haven't met anybody yet. You understand? <laughs> that unicorn but hasn't he, been created yet. Not yet, no. <laughs> but you know, in, not in his defense, but more towards understanding. Yeah. How would he be able to communicate that in any way to you if he's never seen that model? If Correct. he has experience with that? If he is one of the, the men in Trinidad and Tobago society who lives with big boys don't cry. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. It means... Not that he doesn't have feelings and emotions, but he like not have words for them. Mm, because that's, that's what that phrase does to us. It yeah. takes away the opportunity for us as men mm -hmm. to have feelings and name them. Having the feelings don't stop. Mm. But we can't name them. We don't understand how the feelings then cause us to behave. Mm. So we have no way to manage it because I don't know what's going on. So I act it out. Oh, I act it in, I turn it in, I drink, I get sullen, I withdraw. Yeah. I don't talk to you. So if I don't have the words and I don't know how to process my emotions, how am I talking to you? Yeah. And you that come in so at you with this flood of words. But I want to talk. <laughs> and yes. you know, that those few words there, I want to talk is definitely something for someone to go yes. in this direction with, right? <laughs> yes. Particularly us, because as soon as you say talk, you're like, oh my God, what I do now? <laughs> And yeah. you know, it took me what? years, it took me years, Nicholas, to identify and understand that with him. So I yeah. just left him alone. I mean, I don't, even though I said we don't speak now, it is mm -hmm. not where that, it's not a situation where I'm upset with him. I understand. So I am not going to be in his space because I realize my presence irritates him um, because of my nature of wanting to communicate. And I, I, I've been told that, you know, you try to push things all because you're trying to not have the same experience that you had in your household growing up, you know? Yes. Yeah. So you try not to have your experience and he's not trying to have his. And exactly. So we're not so. having any experience. So <laughs> you are putting him in a situation where you want to talk about feelings and emotions and all kind of things that make him incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. And yes. respond poorly and he doesn't want to do that. Hmm. And we end up with... A clash of the titans Correct. all the time. Because yep. you're pushing because we wanted to, I want to talk and we want to fix this and I don't want it to go badly. And he's just, this is too much. Yeah, it's I like, what is she even can't. coming with? I have things yeah, to what, deal with. Yeah. yeah. What it is I do now? Why, why are you harassing me?
I realized with my own father, I realized that he was not even in his childhood, learning about his childhood, he was never told you're doing a good job or, or complimented. Right. And in yeah. our household, I didn't see it either. Even though my mom um, tried her best to not put him down, but to me, it was something that he was receiving subliminally. Yes. Without any intention from her, you know? And yeah. the fact that, because he always used to talk about, you're always clocking up in your mother's room. Every time you come, every time I come home, is always your mother you're going to. Nobody's come home and greet me. So, you know, therein lies where you're hearing him saying, but nobody comes to me. And he reacted to that. Yeah. So in the same yes. way with my kid's dad, no, the, the, the children were closer to me, of course, because they were living with me. But for the last mm -hmm. three years, they've been living with him. And I mm -hmm. said, look at how God does things because um, because of my setback in life, this is what had to happen. They had to go and live with him. I had to downsize. But here it is. They get an opportunity and he gets an opportunity to build a relationship with them rather yes. than be that parent who will just come and visit for five, ten minutes and not really have a relationship. Now they have the opportunity for that. And I'm like, praise God, because uh, you never know how these opportunities present themselves. Yeah. yeah. And we find, you know, we are very praying society. Yeah. Or at least so we like to claim. So we like to claim. Um, <laughs> yes, because we like to tell God what we, how we want him to do it. But we don't wait for him to do it or listen when he says. So true. You know, my, my clients always complain, Nicholas, why God don't tell me? I was like, I mean, he didn't tell you. The billboard you pass on the highway coming up here that said, don't do that. Oh, yes. Bright red flashing neon. You didn't take that on? Oh, yeah. She's like, well, it didn't have a clearer one. I'm like, how much clearer you wanted to get? You know, these messages you know? are so simple and they're everywhere. Yes. So simple. Right and they don't always, our blessings don't always come wrapped as we expect. They sometimes oh, come wrapped God. as adversity. Mm. But oh, my God, yes. For us to do better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we don't, we take, as, as you know, to focus on the daddy issues, we take those issues and we go into our new space. We grow up, we have kids, we're trying to negotiate what's going on with them. We don't even, I, I hope you tell him he's doing a good job. I do. I Excellent. Do. That is not He doesn't believe me when I say it, but I ah. still say it because at the end of the day, I yes. want him to know and I keep telling my children, you need to let your dad know that you love him. You need to let him know because if you yep. you just exist there and assume that he will believe that he's not receiving that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have clients, you know, they we complaining about, oh, my husband is so thing and he quarrels so much and he this and that and the other. And two seconds later, you're telling me, you know, and his problem is he needs somebody to take care of him and do this and that. And I sit and I nod and I go, you're such a good wife. And she's like, listen, Stop it, okay? Stop it. <laughs> I'm like, but you are. I say, do you tell him thank you when he does the stuff mm -hmm. that you want him to do? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, he's still doing all the other things that irritate you, but yes. if you reinforce the positives, are you, is it not more likely he's going to repeat that? Yeah. He's I hearing the negative things all the time, so he knows what he's doing wrong, mm -hmm. but you're not telling him what to do right. Yeah. You're not acknowledging when he actually does it, so why would he do it again? Exactly so. And I remembered, um, I don't know what it is, but because people, some men, and I will use men in this example, they're not accustomed hearing these things because mothers, mm -hmm. some mothers don't believe that they need to tell their sons this. Yeah. And because... I make it my business to tell my children every day before they start school. I am in studio, but mm -hmm. I will call one to make sure that they get up in time for their alarm when it goes off. <laughs> and two, to, to let them know you are loved and you are as awesome as you could possibly be. Just keep going at it. Because if you don't inculcate that from now, you will find that there are lost people growing up. Because I didn't have that growing up. I did not have people telling me you're doing a good job. So I find myself in my adult life second guessing everything that I do. Yes, the imposter syndrome. We will come to that. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. We will come to that. Imagine now we're in a society where most family units mm -hmm. do not have a mother and father present. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Mummies, mummies are the primary head of the household in yeah. the vast majority of families now. Yes. What do you know about being a man 
Celine? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and that is the simple truth for all the mummies. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not. You're a mummy. You're not a daddy. Exactly. So that is, that's not a bad thing. That's the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how is your child, particularly your boy, going to learn how to be a man? True. How are you going to teach him? What are you going to teach him? Hmm. All the likeliest thing that happens is he hear a lot of complaints about men and how yeah. terrible they are and how bad they are and you're just like your father. Oh my well, God, I'm guilty of that. Huh? Add the colorful expletives in there. Yeah. You're just yeah. like your so-and-so father yes. and all you're worthless and all you're good for nothing. And so who is teaching him yeah. how to be a good man? Hmm. Train at those powerful mask that powerful masculine energy. Who is teaching him how to lead a household hmm. and be a good man for his woman, his wife, his girlfriend, his whoever she may be? Who is teaching him those things? Or is he just hearing negativity and lining hmm. on the block with the boys and seeing, hey, buy that girl a three piece and fries and you get through there? And I mean, yeah, yeah that's all she that. Who is teaching our girls what it is to be truly loved and respected by a man? Hmm. Who is teaching them? If the daddy is not there and he visited once or twice a month yes, on yes. the weekend or he just sending money or he... Who is teaching her that? Yeah. That she's not a thing. She's not a piece of property. Mm -hmm. she, is, she should not trade her body for a light bill or rent. That's or, right. Who is teaching her those things? And you know, <clears throat> I remembered in the earlys when the kids were growing up with me, um, I really tried that same thing that you're talking about there, Nicholas. This is why I really wanted for us to be a family. And it didn't have to be for us to be in a relationship, but for us to be in a respectable um, relationship, co-parenting, co right? And these are the kind of, kinds of conversations that I wanted to have with him. I said, you need to spend more time with the children, especially the boy. He's your only son. You need to spend more time with him. But I think for somebody coming at you and telling you this is what you need to do, I don't think it was received properly, but I was so scared that you're seeing time going by. They're, they're getting older. And I want this male influence, this positive male influence in their lives and for him as well, because he didn't grow up with a father. He met his father when he was 26 years old, right? right? So he doesn't know anything about male figure in his life. I wanted to give him that because he has two daughters before. And yes, he was the father, but yes, he would be the visiting father who will go to the mother's houses and visit and probably discipline ever so often. But at the end of the day, the main um, disciplinary and the main parent was the mother. Yes. I Yes, it was like that by me, but I really wanted him to be more involved and it had nothing to do with money. But instead, no. he thought that is what I wanted and that's what he was reacting to. Because we see our role as provider. Yes. And protector. And at that and, time, uh, he, could, he was not in a position to. So I think he was reacting to that as well in hindsight. Yes, so he understand that <clears throat> my maleness in many instances is closely linked to my ability to provide mm -hmm. for my significant other, my, my wife, my girlfriend, my children's mother, mm -hmm. in the manner in which I deem appropriate. Right. Not necessarily the manner in which you deem appropriate. The way I appropriate. Mm -hmm. So for example, mm -hmm. as we were discussing earlier, you may not be, we may be in a situation where we're both struggling, things a little tight. You're a good woman and I've chosen well. Mm -hmm. And you don't complain, you don't fuss about things that are unnecessary. You know we're both doing our best and things are hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you stop by a store and look at a dress and you smile because it it's, to use um, the female phrase, it's cute. <laughs> yes, it's cute. <laughs> But all the connotations are cute. Mm -hmm. Yes? And it, it better so I would look cute in it. Mm -hmm. And I that. You don't ask. You don't complain. You don't harass me about it. You don't plan to sneak it. None of the above. Because you understand the limitations and the 
constraints that we work in with. Yeah. I take that with me. That hurts me because I can't reach into my pocket and buy you that dress because it will make you smile and you will look cute in it. That hurts me. That's not on you. That's on me. But I don't have the words to tell you that. So you might be getting some tone from me next week about your ask me for the light bill, which is the normal course of things. They say, God, woman, I can do that just now. <laughs> Why are you giving me all that tone? Yeah. Because you smile at a dress on the weekend that I can't get you. Hmm. And now I feel less than. Wow. And I don't have the words to tell you that. I don't have the words to tell my partners that. But we're drinking hard Friday because I'm trying to forget that I cannot provide for my family the woman that I love in the manner in which I would like to. Right. To treat her as the, the queen, the princess, the, the special person that she is in my life in the way that would demonstrate to her how much I love her. Mm -hmm. hmm. Now, is that any doing of yours? No. no. All of that is going on in my head and my heart. And sometimes, unfortunately, because we don't have that, that strong polyphic in our lives to tell us, look, dude, so okay, you can't buy the dress for her now. Save up for it. Do mm. a little something on the side. Give up lunch for a couple of days. Whatever it is, if you really feel you need to get that for her, do mm. we have to forget it honestly and legitimately? Right. Do what you need to do. Or don't worry about it so much. And do what you can in the meantime. You will get where you want to be eventually. Because hmm. she's right there with you. So enjoy and encourage that. Right. And treat her the way you need to when you can. Hmm. But if nobody tells me that, what am I going to do? I take it out on you or decide, well, you know what? You had to get that. So I'm going to rob some and I buy any dress and I bring it to you. So many different <clears throat> reactions but it's yeah. really an innate almost textbook approach most times and then mm -hmm. we, we oftentimes ask ourselves why is this phrase daddy issues only attributed to women when we have everybody in society going through something uh, and it stems from how you were how you were treated as a child growing up and these are the things that formed your character that brings you into your adulthood um why is it only only directed towards women um actually i was doing some research on that very specifically because of this conversation right and nobody knows yeah nobody knows it it seems to um originate with freud yes and um his work talking about the Oedipus and Oedipus complexes, yeah. um, which is strange because a lot of it was focused more on the men behaving badly and being obsessed more than the women behaving badly. But um, what seems to have happened is that we've taken the acting out that women do, which is often expressed um, in uh, strange, promiscuous behavior. Ah. That, that tends to be where women act out, particularly in their teenage years. Uh, okay. That's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And it, it became a phrase to devalue that behavior gotcha. instead of recognizing it for what it was. Mm -hmm. Whereas the boys who act out similarly in their teenage years with being um, delinquent, a little more violent and aggressive, mm -hmm. we didn't call that daddy issues. We just call that boys, which is foolishness exactly they, they all they all come from the same place so yeah. the the daddy issues it it's coming it's coming back into more balance now i mean even in popular movie recently i heard the, the lead character throw that at someone and he said oh yeah i made you out on the first day you're just a, an idiot with daddy issues <laughs> and i understood what he meant just from yeah, looking at the yeah. character before i knew what he meant yeah, you know, so it, it's coming back a little bit, but it, it's been used very much to put down women and indicate a certain kind of vulnerability in right. a woman, very much so in a light than anything else. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. meant 
and quite often now continues to mean that her relationships are turbulent. Hmm. Um, she's easily physically accessed. Um, quite often tends towards older men with resources and that has a legitimate biological Oh yeah, we've seen that a lot. More complicated, yes. Yeah. Um, actually, let, let's touch on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Understand that we quite often say women mature faster than men. Mm -hmm. uh, who's, what scale are you using to compare that? True. You all can have a child from the time you start menstruating. We can't carry a child ever. We don't need to do anything about taking care of a child until much later in the game usually. Yeah. So your psyche as well as your body gear up but faster for carrying and maintaining a child. Mm -hmm. Part of that psychological change is finding a partner to provide the resources you need to care for you and the child. Mm -hmm. That is not a social construct. That's a biological imperative. So gotcha. very much in the way that attractive people are objectively more symmetrical. The left side looks like the right side more. You can see that in any good looking person you look at symmetrical. Mm -hmm. I'm a good example of not symmetric, symmetrical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's <so> silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's a biological response. Mm -hmm. When somebody comes to talk to you in the club or across the room for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and they, he's throwing his best line, you smile and you respond, the more symmetrical he is. That's okay. biology. Ah. If he's not symmetrical, he don't get the same response initially. That may change over time as you come to understand he's a good person and he's a nice soul. And all of that stuff builds and changes what the physical alone yes. may present. Yes. Yes. But that initial response is very by whether or not he's symmetrical. Good looking. Okay. Now, that you extend that into, I'm looking for a partner to take care of me and my child. This 25-year-old now starting out and telling me finishing thing and he dreaming to build a tech company and he can't spell properly like what? <laughs> Yeah. But then you have a 40-year-old over here who has his own house, a car, good job, regular vacations, whoever, taking me to expensive restaurants all the time. Mm. That augurs well for resources for me and my child to grow in a healthy and nourishing environment. But I might be 21, he said. The other 21-year-old who I might like and think cute and all of that good stuff, he's still traveling. Mm -hmm. So who do you think going to have a better shot there if my, my nesting instinct really kicks in? Yeah, it'll definitely be the 40-year-old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, again, if we understand as well, some of that can be quote-unquote daddy issues because that 40-year-old is in a different stage of life and treats with us very differently. Yes. He's going to respond to us also in part like a daughter and make sure we, we have to do this and be responsible and be organized and all that stuff that a daddy who is creating those boundaries and helping you manage that system does. Mm -hmm. You will also find that incredibly attractive because it will fill a need that the 21-year-old can't. Mm. So I might find myself very, very attractive to this guy. But a few years down the road, realize this is not what I need because he's slowing down while I'm picking up. Hmm. Oh gosh, yeah, boy. So he's he's settled and he's organizing his business and he's mm -hmm. you know might not be interested in too many children. He's definitely not interested in partying anymore. And and I'm now trying to party because I'm hitting my twenties. I want to rock it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So and then we realize, oh, something may not be quite right here mm -hmm. because i let the the need that was created in my childhood by daddy not being present is now being filled by this person but there are other needs for companionship and connection and family building that don't get filled there absolutely the partner that i'm looking for is not this model hmm. You're seeing where there's a balance creating now because you're seeing where a lot of men, young men, they didn't bring children into the world, so they don't have that nurturing part of them. 
but they're actually going for older women, cougars. And yes. a lot of that is happening now. It's a thing where you, you your bird is older than you. <laughs> and yeah, people pip in their collar for that because it's like, yeah, I, I, I earn in stripes with this, I hold in this down. But it's the same sort of daddy issues, a story there where you find that, and, and I wouldn't say daddy issues there, but um, parent mm-hmm. issues. Yeah, because you don't, you yes. didn't have, you didn't have this person to um, nurture you when you were growing up to know that, okay, somehow it's, a, it's, it's, as you were saying earlier, it's attractive because you realize that this is this void that I have in my life. And here is this woman. Yes, she looks good. She's doing the things that I like to do and all of that. But um, I feel, I feel comfortable. I feel safe with this older woman. Not that she's taking care of him, you know, because this younger guy is actually doing his own thing. She's doing her own oh. thing. They're, they're hanging out and stuff like that. They're building a life together. But she's most certainly, she's most certainly taking care of him. The, the cougar thing doesn't often result in long-term relationships. It's yeah. hard time. Oh, yeah, That's I know about that. that, that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask her what that's <laughs> I'm not going to ask. Oh, gosh. Yes, yeah, so if you listen, tell him hi. Hi. <laughs> Oh yeah, those don't last very long. Those are yeah. what you call your um your F boys, but okay. Oh Lord. yes, <laughs> indeed. And you see, even that 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 phrase, the F boy, actually codifies what the nature of the relationship is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, there are studies that say women's sexual prime peaks thirty five. Yeah. Males are in their late adolescence to early twenties. I don't know why that there's that discrepancy, yes, yes, yes. but so imagine you find yourself as a, a middle-aged woman in your late thirties or early forties or mm-hmm. even your early fifties. Yes, and you're single again because you're um, or single for the first time because your marriage didn't work out, your relationship didn't work mm-hmm. out, or you haven't found that life partner yet. Mm-hmm. And you have an itch that needs scratching, and young man who's twenty and vital and is matching your sexual energy. And so they're fresh, you know, they're fresh. They're very, very yep. fresh. Yep. And, <laughs> and he's very forward. Fairly, oh my God. Yep. And he's fairly low maintenance because yeah. he's not coming to be on the house and living there. And he comes, yeah. he provides the service, and he he leaves. He goes out. We look good. We have some fun, and that's it. But he is not the person you connect with. Mm-hmm, for the true. emotional growth and security and relationship. Although... Scratch that itch, that biology. Yeah, but although there are some scenarios where it works, huh? Sometimes, yes. Yeah, there, I have seen understanding... scenarios where yeah. the woman is way older than the guy. They have a yeah. whole family unit going on and it's working for them. Yeah, so is... because they they have complementary dysfunction, so yes. sometimes it works. Yes. People are yes. not like a math problem. One plus one do equal two it's all exactly. the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are exceptions to every rule. What, even though we're saying, you know, there may be people with daddy issues, your daddy issues, my bunks up with my mommy issues, and we work well together. This yeah. Great. That's okay, because our blessings don't always come wrapped the way we expect. Hmm. That's true. But you know, do you so, agree, yeah, though, Nicholas? Mm-hmm. Do you agree, though, that every person, whether it's and it doesn't necessarily have the issue doesn't necessarily have to be something negative, but every person unconsciously looks for their parent, and I wouldn't say daddy because this episode is daddy issues, but I would do they look for that or, or end up connecting with someone who's similar to the parent that they have either a bad or a good relationship with, the one who impacts them the deepest. Would you agree? Well, I would say, who else would you be looking for? Well, true. Mm-hmm. Because when you are growing, when you are being nurtured, you see, often adults speak about these relationships, these situations, mm-hmm. and we see it with an adult perspective, with adult eyes and adult understanding. Yeah. Yeah. But the adult is not the person who made the decision. Mm. it's that little girl or that little boy in the situation. Mm. So that little girl looking at mommy going, hmm, who are all these uncles passing through? Mm. 
Hmm. Oh, this is how we get bills paid. Hmm. Okay. Some of these uncles don't treat me well, but they pay to make sure we have food. They make sure we have nice clothes. They yeah, boy. Hmm. Little boy. So who is it that I'm going to look for when I get older and I can start trading right. legitimately mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for those things? Hmm. If I can't get them for myself or I can't find some a partner, a single partner to share those burdens with, what am I going to do? Hmm. If I'm living in a household and there's only mummies and aunties and grannies and yeah. all men are bad and terrible, hmm. all the, that's all I hear and all I see is the boys on the block and the men on in the community hopping from house to house, woman yeah. to woman. The police come in regularly because he beat up this one because she burned the pillow and that one because she... T- hmm. What am I going to do? Hmm. Who am I going to be? That is my programming. Mm -hmm. So even as an adult and I say, okay, I don't want to do that. What am I replacing it with? Hmm. I can't create a vacuum and say, well, I'm not going to do that. I have to be doing something. Right. And if I don't have a model that I can look at and say, yes, that works. I can do that. Mm -hmm. How am I going to replace it? If I don't where do where where would someone get the model you see the thing is it is what it is where we have yes. a lot of broken homes we have a lot of single yes. parent homes some with only mothers some with only fathers and all of this the scenarios that you just described there we see it every day we hear about it yes. every day and there yes. are those that are on the other side of that they may not be good but they also are not um like negative like the ones that we just spoke about yeah some of some scenarios where people are trying to be so perfect that they still end up effing up their children's heads so that's the problem mm-hmm. the balance that we're looking for is not dysfunctional or perfect right the balance we're looking for is right in the middle of human oh god Human is not a bad thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Human is a good thing. Human is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And acknowledging acknowledging that you are human, you will make mistakes. You will. And and a lot of people are not encouraged to say, I feel good about what I just did. They're not allowed that space to say, hey, I did this good. People will look at you and say, you're showing off or you're this or you're that. Yeah. But let you do something wrong. They want you to sit down in the corner. In yep. that naughty corner from Cynthia Yeah, yeah. Yes. And not only hmm. deal with what you did wrong, hmm. but understand that you are wrong. Yeah. And they don't which ever is let not you human. forget it. <laughs> yes. Which is not human. Wow. You make mistakes. I am yeah. not wrong because I've made a mistake. I am not less valuable because I made a mistake. And hmm. let me define mistake as anything we do that's not right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Even if it is killing somebody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sleeping with someone, assaulting someone, those are mistakes that we made because something is not going right in the thinking. Correct. We are not our worst moments. We have value that is innate to us. We are all lovable. Mm-hmm. Even that murderer, that yeah. the village mattress, was somebody little precious baby at one That's time. Right. At off as a bajan. But pause reason because I oftentimes say nobody was born bad. No, no. And Actually, so, the science is confirming that. You see? Hmm. There are studies being done in um, places called baby labs around the world. They're not plugging them into machines. <laughs> They're just working with them. Right. And they find that all of us are born good. Hmm. We, we have empathy. We cry when other babies cry. We know right from wrong from early on. We are actually upset when there's something wrong done to someone else. Hmm. We even understand that the person who's done should not be treated the same way as the, the victim. The perpetrator should not be treated the same way as the victim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We understand that from very early on. Yeah. So where does the lying, the deceit, the, the bacchanal, the drama come from? We okay. learn that on the way. So 
where do we find those those good models like you said many homes are broken but not all that's right many people are dysfunctional but not all hmm. there is someone there are people around if not in your family a teacher a coach yeah. uh, a somebody, aunt, uncle, somebody. Aunt, somebody who can provide a counterpoint to that missing mm. piece. Yep. Hmm. And all we have to do is switch it out. I mean, and we can't rely on the child to do that because the child doesn't know this is what I need. Yeah. The parent needs to do that. The parents need to, need do, to that. do that. Yes. The men yes. and the women. Yeah. We are not teaching our boys that you need to step up. You can't have two children here and one over there and one around the corner and, and you're not taking care of any of them? Yeah. That's not how that's supposed to work, buddy. Mm -hmm. Man up and handle your business. Hasness. Hmm. If you don't want to take care of the children, do what you need to do to not have. Yeah. And this is for, like, for our female listeners who have a single parent also, single mom. Mm -hmm. It is important that you find a a, a trusting male uh, figure for your mm -hmm. son to be around. It is important. Even if it's like yourself, Nicholas, a, a, a psychologist, a therapist, somebody who will give this child that other outlook. Because there, I, I also know of single moms who don't ill speak the fathers of their children, but they cage nope. their sons. And you're still yep. showing them that... I, this is your bubble here. So when they go out into the world, they still don't know how to react. They still don't know how to interact with other men. They don't know how to interact with women because it's like, if you're not doing what mommy was doing, you're wrong. Don't know how to deal with you. you know? So yeah. there's so much conversation that needs to go on. And I love the fact that mental health is something that is, is so um, rampant now. The, 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 the conversations about mental health is mm -hmm. so rampant now uh, that you encourage anyone to speak anyone i love the fact that our yeah. children are open to people we, we always um criticize the internet and yes it has its cons as much as its pros but it when i hear my children speaking to their peers the way that they share with each other um about what's going on in each other's household so they're opening up and they will come to you the parent you parents need to be a little more open do not tell your child and this is something i will always advocate do not tell your child don't come and ask me about that because that's big people thing to talk about. What is big yes. people thing to talk about? It's the way that you bring it across to them, yes. Speaking but these are things that these children are experiencing at this very young age and we need to have the conversation. Too. Yes, because <laughs> the internet is wonderful for providing mm. information. It yeah. is difficult mm. for them to suss out truth. The truth, yeah, boy. And if you tell them nonsense, like, oh, that is big people thing, you're not going to have a second chance at it. Oh, my God, yeah. You should not have your child standing there next to you going, mommy, 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 or daddy, yeah. daddy, yeah. and you're not answering him. That's rude. It is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even if they are interrupting your conversation, say, excuse me a second, address them and let them know, we spoke about this, you know how to ask. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do not ignore your child. <laughs> don't ignore your child. <laughs> Pay attention to them because if you don't answer them, somebody else will. Exactly. That enmeshment that you were mentioning, Celine, where the mummies swoop up the sons, in particular the sons. Mm -hmm. I had some examples where um, the son or the child becomes a substitute for the father in the bed. So mm -hmm. daddy's not home because he work in shift or he's not mm -hmm. there regularly enough. And the child sleeps in the bed with mommy. Oh, okay. And daddy has no place when he comes back because the child is in the way. And Those you know, big people things we're talking about. If the child mm -hmm. on the bed, what big people things happening? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do. They shouldn't. Yeah. But if you be, we are creatures of habit. If you are accustomed to sleeping with that child in the bed, where's your partner going to sleep? To sleep, yeah. And then you, you're creating problems in your relationship now because, yeah. And hmm. you create a space where, and uh, there was an example I, I had where mommy was still bathing her 11-year-old son. Look, 
What? Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, 11 years old. And we had to say, uh, why are you bathing an 11 year old? And the logic was, well, he don't do it properly. It's like at 11, you don't do it for him. You send him back. Exactly. You don't do it for him. <laughs> but that wow. is because there's need in that space. And mommy is not getting her needs filled by daddy. Yeah. So the son is taking up all the energy and the time and effort and she's getting vicarious experience and connection Correct. because it's missing elsewhere. Correct. There was a situation that I was in um, at some point in time. I had an episode about that too. I think it was the start of season two where I spoke about my boyfriend is married. Yeah, I dated a married man. But looking at this situation, I said, but wait. And of course, I sent him right back by his wife because I'm like, your situation isn't that bad where you need to step out. But you need to have that conversation with your wife to say, hey, why, are, why aren't we doing the things that of course, she doesn't know that he had an extramarital affair, but yeah, she does now. No, but look, <laughs> looking at the behavior, looking at her behavior, I understood why he would step out. When you continuously yeah. tell the man, that's your box in the corner, if you're ready to leave, you know, but it's once you see me and my children, once we good, I don't have time with you. How could you tell the man, the head of your household, this repeatedly? He's not the head of your household. You Correct. As such. Correct. And, and therefore, he went looking outside, not intentionally, because it really was not an intentional encounter. To so say you're, you're going and horn your wife. It just happened like that. You got somebody to listen to you. Now, on my side, I had a void as well, because I'm single. I want a good relationship. And it just happened like that. But then when the both of us, and thankfully, we are two mature people, when you realize that, wait, this is a friendship that could potentially go bad because we're doing the wrong thing. Um, it's either you divorce your wife and we get together, but I knew that that wasn't going to work out either because then you'll be wondering, did I do something wrong by leaving? What's happening now that I'm, no, I'm not home with the kids? I said, mm -hmm. our relationship will never last. So you need to go back and fix that, if, especially mm -hmm. if you're not intending to leave. Uh, and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't an abusive relationship, um, not physically, probably potentially mentally because of what he's been hearing all the time and when you keep telling the man i don't need you i don't need you i don't need you and him growing up in a household with a very strict father the mother being the one who was nurturing so you see in your wife doing the, the nurturing here you're trying mm -hmm. your best to be a nurturer as well a provider and all the things that a good man is doing mm -hmm. but yet it's not good enough it's not good enough so yeah. where, what do you want him to do again i am an advocate for women who for women to stop saying these things to men you yeah. know you know i i always all the professionals will tell you all the people in my field will tell you infidelity doesn't usually break up relationships you know hmm. yeah it has to start from in the home itself infidelity is a sign that the relationship is already broken yep because if you and i are in a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. We are meeting each other's needs to the extent that we can because yeah. nobody can meet all of your needs. Yeah. That's impossible. Yeah. We're meeting each other's needs to the extent that we can. How is anybody else getting in there? True. That is so they true. Can't. That's exactly I have what no time, I have no time and space for you. Yeah. So how are you getting in there? Yeah. Infidelity starts with that first cup of coffee, that small meeting over breakfast or in the office. This way, I know about my spouse and how terrible they are. Mm. And you get that sympathetic shoulder to cry. Yes, yes. Hmm. Yes, and it progresses as the natural interaction between man and woman does, where feelings develop, attractions develop. Yeah. You are providing for my need, I'm providing for yours. The end result is going to be something hmm. physical. Hmm. But even in that space, we need to understand that, okay, I've made a mistake. Let's correct it. Correct. Yep. Yep. Yes. And as you rightly said, his needs and my needs collided. And it was a meeting of need. Yeah. Did that the understanding sometimes that the boundary that I am crossing should not be crossed is something that we have to teach again. Agreed. Yes. yes. And if I'm not happy with my partner, my wife, and it's an official wife, not just a living or a date or the office wife, as I call it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I don't, I'm not happy here and I want to go, then deal with that. Do that. Correct. And then go fishing. Don't have one Correct. of the hooks and one go in. That's not fair. That is not fair to either. That nobody. Not fair to either. It's not fair to you. Yeah, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to your wife. It's not fair to your, your mistress. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. And then who wants to be a mistress? Nobody. Or, or, or a man. Nobody want that label. Yeah. Nobody settled when they were small to grow up to be a, a, a outside nothing. Yeah, a second place. Nobody wants that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that and understand how complicated that gets. Hmm. When I know I am the outside, I know I have no rights. I know I'm sneaking around. How hmm. long is that supposed to be okay? That is not what we want. We all want to be chosen. That's right. To be that special. I was no going to talk about that because look listening to you saying that and looking back at how my place in the family growing up you mm -hmm. always didn't have that you were not chosen you always were another child you weren't the first you weren't the last and you know the first and the last always had that extra special care that they get from the parent or on or, or recognition that they get from the parent i yeah. always found that i was just there floating Yes. I was just child. another child. Yeah, one the of the little, little children. Child. So you're going there yeah. and you're just doing whatever you're doing. And just talking about that scenario just now there with taking second place, I realized, but wait, I always do. I don't demand that respect. I don't um, or, or say that um, this, is, this is how I, this is what I want for myself because I deserve this. Because you didn't grow yeah. up like that. You grew up just, just being... Yeah, this is this is my next daughter, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So things yes. really do grow with you unless you make that concerted yep. effort uh, to yes. change the mindset because it is embedded. Yeah, and you know, even with trauma, when you yeah. you do things like depersonalize or dissociate, which is dissociation is knowing but not knowing, and depersonalization is this not happening to me. Mm -hmm. hmm. When you're not there and you're not real because you don't feel real because this thing can't be happening to me. Right, right. How do you protect somebody that's not real? Hmm. When I'm not sure that what's happening to me happening to me because I don't trust my own senses. Hmm. How do I create my own space in the family and get unique attention when I am just daughter number two? Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it is incumbent on the parents. Parents, well, we treat all of them the same way. How come said that was your problem? Yeah. You can't treat all of them the same way. That's why they have different names. Wow. That is so true. You have to treat your a functional family hmm. is one that creates a space for you to be the best version of you. Hmm. A dysfunctional family tells you who you're going to be. Yeah, boy. Wow. And those things create for us our original pain. That if I am not unique, I am not special, I don't get individual from my parents, I will go seek it. So I then become the bad one in school. So the parents have to come in and deal with the principal and look at me and roll their eyes and put <laughs> me in the corner yeah. and beat me till I silly and send me to lessons, but that's my attention. Hmm. Yes. The first child, okay, because the first child has learned the rules early on because they have nobody else to compete with. Correct. So they learn the rules, they know how to think, so they get special attention because they're usually the ones who follow the rules well. Mm -hmm. They're also the ones the parents make all the mistakes with. Being a first child, I understand I almost drunk twice on the same vacation. <laughs> I tell them that's why I got put all in at home. <laughs> Both of them was there. I was wrong on the same vacation twice. <laughs> yes. And I mean, I only heard about that recently in my 30s. So, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, we, we have to understand that the decisions that those little children we were made affect us now. Yeah. If, if as a child, all I get is leftovers, hmm. why should I assume that as an adult, I'll get individual attention. Who is going to think I'm special enough to choose me? Oh my gosh, you're preaching that. I have to work harder. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I have to make myself indispensable. So, Amicia, like it, things happen. Second date, again, a little something because you're not going to like me for me. Hmm. So I have to make sure I give you something to keep you. And then oh. tomorrow again, up early and I'm making breakfast for you again, lunch, you thing, you, you organize, yeah. buying yeah. thing for you, you could borrow the car, you, next thing you know, there's none of you and all of him. Hmm. So true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen, I am trying, I've seen situations like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to earn my love. Hmm. You cannot earn love. Love is a gift. Hmm. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Love is a gift. It can only be given. I cannot make you love me. That's so true. Because I even talk about the situation with um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, God, leave the people that I'm being now. Let them figure their stuff out. Yeah. And they're coming out and trying to be human and have that connection and say, look, this is what we went through or going through. And Mm -hmm. it is messy and complicated and strange. But that is the nature of life and love. It's not simple and straightforward because it deals with people. Yeah. And even the people who are chastising them, you're chastising because you self coming from a place of something that you experience that doesn't give this person the opportunity to fail. Oh, yeah. If we open the doors on some people's lives and shine some light, you'd be surprised at the rats and skeletons. Damn, Skippy. I try not to throw stones at anybody because uh, yeah, I have back in all in my, my young days when I was a little wayward. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, before camera phones, so none of it is recorded. Hey, we grew up in those it's, times and we say, you understand? Get away. <laughs> I tell people these days, more power to you, yes? You stepping out in this day and age when the picture could reach home before you done doing what you're doing? Exactly. I I saw Yeah, Yeah, for real, huh? (laughs) And to our listeners, please, it's not just about daddy issues, it's about what we experienced growing up and what, what we, the decisions that we make as adults going forward. So, Nicholas, yes. is there anything that you really want to drive home to our listeners before we close off this episode? Yes. If you wake up in the morning and you have that experience of a hole in your soul or a missing piece in your chest, hmm. that's your original pain. Ooh. Don't try Ooh. to soothe it. Don't try to soothe it with the usual bombs of alcohol and sex and bad partners and find some way to heal it. Life is much better when we don't have that hurt. Oh my gosh. We're not trying to earn the love that we deserve and should Mm -hmm. be gifted. Yes. So please love yourself, make that change and give yourself a chance to be happy and loved. Oh, my pause boy. I really enjoyed and appreciated this discourse today because Nicholas, the conversation with Nicholas has opened up my eyes even further to so many areas of my life and, you know, in terms of answering questions to things that the way rather that I react to certain situations and I hope it did the same for you because this has been a real fulfilling conversation, putting things into perspective. And again, as I always say, it's all about being human. We can't be dysfunctional, we can't be perfect, but we can definitely be human. And being human is acknowledging that we have faults, we have flaws, we have our good side, and the good side needs to be acknowledged just as much as our negative sides and and dealt with, right? In whatever way that is necessary for our advancement. Such real, this is, been a real, real fruitful conversation and feel free to leave your comments or your views on the instagram and our facebook pages the saline solution and of course as always thank you so much to cam cam productions for your editing assistance always always grateful for that so guys remember to continue to be a good human love yourself as you are and let's continue to be naked love you for you.